Welcome to the Champagne Way, a podcast devoted to living every day like a celebration. Welcome to the Champagne Way, episode five. We're going to go a little bit out of order this week. We're going to start with a champagne shout out. This shout out is going to Lindsay, my typical co-host, because surprise, she had her baby. That same one she's been talking about for the last four episodes. Um, Mom and baby are doing absolutely fine. Although it did happen a little bit earlier than we had expected. Um, She went into labor about 34 weeks, so about six weeks early, and she wanted to make her grand debut apparently in prime spring break season. So, (laughs) So one big thing. Lindsay has already completed her New Year's resolution, which is fantastic. I'm going to let her talk about it when she comes back on the show in a couple of weeks. Um, At this time, she's going to take her time to kind of uh, rest up, heal up, and take care of her and Rory and get used to motherhood. So with that being said, our 50 Shades Challenge has been slightly postponed, at least until the new daddy is ready for a date night with my husband without his wife. So hopefully we'll still get that done sometime in the next few weeks. But if not, we'll talk about that on the next episode or something. In the meantime, I'm going to introduce you my temporary new co-host, Jess. Hi. So Jess, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Jess, um, and I live in Nashville. I'm 30, and I work in marketing. And I have a cat named Oscar who lives with my parents because Nashville apartment pet rent is ridiculous. You know, it wasn't until I moved to Nashville that I even knew pet rent was a thing. Yeah, it's $300. Three hundred dollars. Do they charge you a monthly fee too? Yeah, it's thirty dollars. Yeah. See, I remember when I first got here, like I knew there were pet deposits, but I did not realize that there was like an actual f- monthly fee for animals. Yeah, it's insane. So, uh, yeah, Oscar is just chilling with my parents, and I visit him on the regular. <laughs> That's probably the, mm-hmm. the safe way to play it. Exactly. So let's get back on track and let's start with what's in your cup. I am drinking La Marca. It is a Prosecco and it is my go-to Prosecco for every and all occasion. And uh, what's in your cup, Trina? Uh, This week I've got Cook's Medium Dry Toasty Brute and it is quite delicious. Yum. So we're going to play a little icebreaker, get Mm. to know you questions with Jess today. Mm, Okay. Um, I thought this would be fun to ask her seven random icebreaker questions that I did not tell her in advance just so we could get like the off the cuff answers from her. I have no idea what's coming. <laughs> I'm going to start with some like easy softball ones for you. So question number one is if you could have an endless supply of food, what would it be? Mm, okay, an endless supply of food. Can I have two choices? Mm, let's hear your number one and your backup then. Okay, uh, number one, sushi. Ooh, good choice. Right, because you have your rice and your raw fish and like, you know, you have some vegetables, so you have all your food groups. Um, can I have my backup? And this is completely like n- not healthy. Uh, that would be Flaming Hot Cheetos. <laughs> That's like two very, like one of those you like had like a really good, like thoughtful this hits all the food groups, and then there's Cheetos. 
But flaming hot. Flaming hot. Very specific. Flaming hot. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. You know, that's very interesting. Yep. You know? All right. So, number two. Mm-hmm. If you had to describe yourself using three words, what would they be? Uh, oh, I hate these kind of questions, by the way. I, I feel like I'm in a some weird job interview thing, but there's champagne involved, which makes yes. it better. It's totally better. It's much better. Uh, <laughs> Maybe this is a job interview. <laughs> For the champagne way. Who knows? Who knows? Watch out, Lindsay. Well, Uh, Lindsay is irreplaceable. Come on Uh, now. (laughs) Okay, okay. Obviously. Um, Creative. Okay. Uh, Wacky. I can be a little wacky. You like flaming cheetahs, so obviously. I mean, duh. (laughs) Um, And I can be a little introverted sometimes. I would have not expected that one but mm-hmm. you know what i often find when people say that they're introverted i'm like hmm. you know i maybe it's because i bring out the extroverted side of people sometimes mm-hmm. that i don't see their introverted sides because i have some coworkers and some friends that are like i'm introverted and i'm like no you're not they're not when they're with me right exactly <laughs> so sometimes i just gotta have my little like go walk off by myself and listen to my podcast sometimes there you go mm-hmm. i think that's my time in my car like uh, driving mm-hmm. to and from work commuting well i have a very short commute so i don't get that alone time very much uh, yeah mm-hmm. that's that's true mm-hmm. all right so what are some of your favorite hobbies oh, okay all right um i like to read that's an introverted hobby mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. i mean i know um i like to bake Mm-hmm. Um, I like to kayak in the warmer weather. Nice. I know, right? Um, I like to go to hockey games. Oh, yes. Mm, I <laughs> that's know, okay. right? That's definitely one of your that's hobbies. That's one of my definite hobbies. Um, and I like to hang out with my friends. Those are all really, really, really good hobbies. I think so. Um, if you were an animal, what would you be and why? Whoa. Okay, this is, this is blowing my mind. Okay. I think I would be a penguin. A penguin? Mm-hmm. You know, I really would have expected you to say cat. So I'm like super surprised that you said okay. penguin. We're like co-cat ladies. I thought we had a thing here, but no, I, apparently not. I know. <laughs> look, look. I love cats so much. And they're lazy and kings of the world and all that. Um, I used to love penguins when I was younger. And uh, they're like doing their thing in the Arctic. And they're like diving in the water and catching fish and waddling around. And they're really brave. They are kind of cool. Yeah. They're yeah. really cool. I like how they can like slide across on their bellies. Yeah, I'm telling you, they're like sliding across on the ice. They have to like fight off seals and killer whales. Whoa, I didn't. I forget about that. So they're kind of badass. They they are really badasses. They mate for life basically, and they have to like scoop up the fish and carry it back to their like young and their partner. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're like doing their thing off in the wild. See, like I picture like if I was a penguin of any sort, it'd be like I'd be the penguin from Happy Feet. <laughs> Or didn't Disney come out with like a penguin that surfed or something like in Hawaii? Yeah. Okay. So let's be the surfing Hawaiian penguin. There you go. Okay. Let's. Yeah. I changed my mind. I want to be that penguin. Okay. Who is surfing in Hawaii? That's. So I'm gonna be that penguin. That's a good. That's okay. a good penguin to be. Okay. Also, I'm gonna just let you know my numbers got out of order. Apparently, I have ten questions for you, not seven. Oh no! What? <laughs> so I'm just gonna like ask I, you so many. I'm more. gonna go ahead and need more prosecco for this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So for this next one, I'm actually going to alter this question. So it said, if you were an ice cream flavor, which one would you be and why? But what I really want to know is if you were a drink, which one would you be and why? Oh, no. Okay. 
Um, okay, I'm going to get real specific with this. Mm-hmm. I would be the Henry Marliov cocktail from this bar in Boston. Okay, what is that? Henry Marliov cocktail? Yes. Is that right? Yeah, it is this very specific drink, and it's in this very pretty saucer cup, and it is gin, chambord, topped with a champagne float. Ooh. In this bar in Boston that was opened in the 1800s and then was closed for prohibition, but opened back up, and it is topped with a like little slice of lemon peel, and it is the most delicious drink ever. And you can go get it at Oyster Happy Hour in Boston, and it's my favorite drink ever. And I just I would be it because it's so delicious. I feel like you were way more prepared for that question than I could have ever expected well that is just so delicious and that's i would be it because it's so delicious we might need to post that on our instagram this week and like do a little shout out to that place or something because that sounds delicious and i think i just want to visually see that drink it's very beautiful picturing it and it sounds delicious but i might need to like see it and then maybe do a taste test it's it's just very yeah i'd want to be that drink Lindsay and I have discussed going on like a little bit of a champagne drink tour. So I feel like Boston now needs to go on the list just so that we can go there and try that. Just to try that one. Mm -hmm. All the places with all the champagne cocktails. Well, well, you know, we'll come visit your business and give you a review. That's it. That one. That one. (laughs) I feel like it would have been harder for you to actually answer that question as an ice cream flavor now. So now I'm going to make it 11 questions and make you answer that. Because you were like way more prepared than I expected for that. I thought I was going to throw you like, like... A completely no girl yeah I was prepared I was prepared okay so fine if you were an ice cream flavor which one would you be I'd be chocolate chip mint you're still super prepared for that (laughs) I mean sorry okay because that's just a great that's a great all-time flavor it is a good flavor I agree with that I mean Baskin Robbins Briars you can't go wrong and wherever you get chocolate chip mint it's just green white Whatever color it is, chocolate chip mint, it's, it's, it's done. It's ready. Eat it with a spoon, with your hands, whatever. There's one downtown at that like old school Mike's ice cream shop that's oh, like yeah. a chocolate chip mint ice cream or mint chocolate chip ice cream, but they'll throw in Oreos and white chocolate chips what? into it. And it's amazing. I'm sorry. Let's go there right now. It's so good. Okay. Like, I, I get I treat myself to I think literally like once a year, maybe around CMA Fest. Once a year? What once a month? Because it is downtown and it's such a pain to get to, but it's so good. I'm going there on my lunch break tomorrow and eating it for lunch. <laughs> you know what? Maybe get me some and I'll like come pick it up from your office. Okay, let's go. It's done. <laughs> So, Done deal. All right. So next question. Okay. If you could visit any place in the world, where would you choose to go and why? Oh, no. This is the hardest question of all because there's so many places. There are so many places. Okay. Like name top, top two. This is still a really hard question. Okay. Can I name just, uh, I mean, just Italy. I love Italy. So I just go there again. And why? The whole place. Because it's just amazing. Okay. Maybe this is just like the most cheesetastic whatever answer of all so i've never been there with my boyfriend so i would like to go there with my boyfriend that works actually so that that'll be my answer like he's been there i've been there separately and i love it and he loves it so i'd like to go there with him together i have three places on my travel list that i would like to go back to specifically because i've been but my husband's never been exactly so i mean i'd love to take him to the philippines Mm. to guam and to toronto i know it's 
Canada, random, but like I went there like a year ago and it was awesome and I feel like he would love that place. Okay. So. <laughs> well, let me let me do a second answer. Um I would like to take a road trip through Canada from Vancouver to Calgary and uh do a make sure the Preds are playing there so that I can go to a Preds game in Canada. That would be cool. You know what? That's what, if I ever take him to Toronto, I'm going to have to take him to like a hockey game up there. Well, so. yeah, there you go. There yes. you go. That's, so th- new, that's my answers. New bucket listing. <laughs> new bucket list. One place that I would love to visit is Hawaii, and it's because I've always wanted to go there, and I've always wanted to climb a volcano. I, I have been fascinated with volcanoes since I was a kid, and I really want to go hike a volcano in Hawaii specifically. In Hawaii specifically. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah I want to do that too. Let's do that. Maybe our 10-year anniversary, we need to make that happen. For sure. Yeah. All right. So next question What's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Mm-hmm. I feel like you were like a connoisseur of food, so there's probably some weird stuff. The, although it might not be weird to you, but it might be weird to the listeners. I mean, like I've eaten beef tartare, so like that's like basically raw beef, like raw steak, basically. So I mean, maybe that's like the weirdest. Have you eaten like any frog legs, chocolate oh, covered yeah. crickets, or any of that kind oh, of stuff? Oh yeah, I've eaten that stuff, like frog legs for sure. Frog legs? That's no. like you go to like Uncle Bud's and eat like frog legs. Or as es- what? Escargot. Oh my god. Snails. Oh well, hello Henry Marliov. You go to the Marliov restaurant where I just talked about that cocktail. And you get uh, raw oysters, and you get the most delicious escargot. That's like your meal. So beef tartare is your weirdest thing you've ever eaten, but you've also eaten snails and frog legs, and that doesn't compare to eating raw beef. No. Okay. (laughs) I mean, Um, I'd also like to go eat that puffer fish. Oh, the one that can kill you, though? Mm-hmm. Dude, no, no. Yeah. No, you just, all you do is you go eat it, and then, like, if you have any kind of weird, like, stomach pains or, like, anything for the next 24 hours, uh, you just go to the hospital, and you're like, hi, yes, hello, I've eaten this puffer fish, um, and they're like, oh, okay, good to know, um, here's this medicine. Wow. That's all you it's do. It's, like, that common? <laughs> yeah, it's that common. You just, as long if you have any, like, the tiniest, like, stomach pains, you just, like, go to the hospital, and you're like, this is what's happened. I've eaten this. And they're like, okay, cool. Take this medicine. I wonder what that would be like, like, actually going in there, if they'd be looking at you like, oh, not another person, or if they'd be, like, having to think about it for a second, and then being like, oh, okay, why did you eat something that's clearly poisonous? <laughs> I think I would also eat beating cobra heart. Beating Cobra Heart. Where did that come from? I, I feel like there's a story to that. Um, I think it's in... Is, uh, I watch a lot of Anthony Bourdain. Mm, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. What's the title of a show? Isn't it about eating weird America or weird eating across the country or uh, something like that? He does like No Reservation and Parts Unknown on mm. CNN. And he, he goes to like Vietnam and stuff like that and eats Beating Cobra Heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's just weird. Yep, nope, I totally, I totally do that. All you, I will sit there with a glass of champagne and watch you eat those weird things and maybe take some pictures, but I will not eat any of that stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not as bold. All right. Tell us about a unique or quirky habit of yours. Mm, I don't know if I have any unique or quirky habits. I have just like those habits where I like, you know, like chew on my cuticles and stuff. Actually, I don't even know how I'd answer that. Like, I don't know if I have a unique or quirky habit. Actually, no, I do. What's yours? Because um, I've pointed it out to my coworkers before. I have a habit of like when I'm doing certain like mundane tasks, like if I'm getting up from my office and walking to the printer, I will tap or make some sort of musical noise the whole way. Like I will like what? be like, 
Like, I don't know why. I will, like, make up a song between the end of one hallway to the other every single time. I don't know why. It's just in me. I get up and I cannot stay silent for, like, even that, like, 10 seconds it takes to get to the printer. It's like your entrance to the printer noise. You know, I never thought of it that way, it's but like, you know it, what? Yeah. It's like yeah. your it's like your soundtrack to the printer. It is. But it's like, I'll do that, like, going into someone's office. I'm like, if I'm in my mind, I'm, like, making some sort of a noise. Like, I'll be, like, making a beat with my mouth or something. I don't know why. It's just weird. <laughs> it's your Trina soundtrack. Yeah, there you go. It's just my quirky habit mm-hmm. of for walking to the printer. <laughs> That's way quirky. See, mine's just, like, boring, like, cuticle nine. Yours is way quirkier. <laughs> Um, okay, so the next two questions are somewhat related, but um, if someone made a movie of your life, would it be a drama, a comedy, a romantic comedy, an action film, or science fiction? Oh. And I'm going to ask two parts of that. What would it actually be, and what do you wish it could be? Um, I'm going to go more with, like, a, a lean more to the comedy side of things. I don't think I've had uh, too many dramatic things happen in my life that it would be that. The romance parts really only just happened in my later year, so it really wouldn't be that. Plus, I'm really not down with the romantic dramedy. Uh, what I wish it would be, can it be more of a fantasy? Yeah. Instead of like just a science fiction, can it be more like a Harry Potter type of thing? Oh, heck yeah. That'd okay. be awesome. That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Can, can I go in the, the fantasy genre there? Yeah. That's what I want. Anytime you can be a wizard, be a wizard. Yeah, I I want the Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay, that's what I choose. Okay, so if they made a movie of your life, what would it be about and which actor would you want to play you? It is very complicated. I know, but this is the last question, so think real hard on it. You you like went with the deep, deep stuff here. Oh, I did. I did. I have I have reasons though. <laughs> Why can't all job interviews be like this though? I know, like a job interview, a bunch of weird questions, some champagne. Right, like God. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. What could it? What would it really be about? I guess that's actually kind of a loaded question. If you could pick like a moment in your life that you would want it to be about, and then maybe pick an actor, because like kind of listening to that last question. Mm-hmm. I can think of moments in my life where it would clearly be a drama. Then I could think of moments in my life where it would clearly be a comedy. Um, a couple where they could adapt it into an action film. But I don't know. Like it, It's hard to, I think, summarize one entire life into one category. That's a true story. Well, let me pick when I lived in Boston for four years. But I'm going to pick after grad school because grad school is boring. Let's, yeah. let's yeah. be real. <laughs> I mean, so uh, Boston, because Boston's an exciting city. I love Nashville, but Boston was an exciting time in my life. Um, and then uh, somebody who would play me. Mm-hmm. It's a hard one. Like, do you pick someone who looks like you or sounds like you? Or do you pick someone who's just, like, awesome and you just want that person to play you? Right. Or- there is that one funny actress that's on Saturday Night Live that resembles you a little bit. So you could go with that. Let's go with the SNL girl, Vanessa Bayer. It is Vanessa Bayer. <laughs> Vanessa Bayer. So let's make up this genre. It's a fantasy comedy with Vanessa Bayer. Perfect. I think that would actually be a movie I'd really like to see, actually. <laughs> okay, done. Perfect, done. Great. I think if it was mine, I would definitely focus on, like, like my younger years. It'd be, like, an action with notes of comedy because you got to have a little humor in the middle of an action drama. Mm-hmm. And it'd be, like, when I was younger and we escaped a volcano in the Philippines and 
I don't know who would pay me because clearly I'd be a younger kid, but it'd be a cool younger kid. That saying. sounds really exciting. Yeah. Like, really exciting. I feel like that they could base a movie off, like, real moment in my life there. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I'd see that. So, speaking of movies, yeah. and that's why I ended on those questions. Oh, you had that ulterior motive. I had motive. it all along. I knew this. You did something awesome the last two weekends. I did. What did you do? Tell us about it. Okay, let me let me give a little backstory. For two Saturdays in a row, I went and sat in a movie theater with my boyfriend and saw all the best picture movies that were nominated for Oscars. So, how many hours was that? Um, that was starting at 1030 in the morning and going and, well, this past Saturday until about 10 o'clock at night. Oh my God. It was literally the entire day. It was the entire day. 12 hours. Two weekends in a row. Well, the the weekend before was only, um, four movies. So it was a little bit less. But still four movies back to back to back to back in a theater like that's there, there were there were some breaks in between there it, were it, it, yes it wasn't just sitting there the whole entire time was it the nice dinner theater at least no it wasn't oh see that would have been nice at least you had a recliner then. I, I know okay so I'll, I'll give some backstory now so i have a friend who her like basically her sports season is award shows she does parties for the oscars the emmys the tonys the golden globes everything so like i usually go and attend these and she just like makes food and we sit there and watch the award shows and she's she's really into the acting community and everything like that and so um my boyfriend he goes for the oscars and this year he was like we're going to be prepared we're going to do our homework and up until two weekends ago we had only seen one best picture nominee and that was dunkirk and we went and saw that in imax when it came out and it was it was awesome i'm just going to say that um Mm -hmm. and we decided to go see all the best pictures and cool springs theater had recently been bought out by amc and so amc does this everywhere across the country every year where they show the best pictures and they um you can either see them all in one sitting oh my god and you know the best pictures i think there can be any number of them i think up to 10 or they divide them up into two days and we decided let's go see them divided up into two days because Otherwise, we're going to fall asleep. I was about to say, if it was one full day straight, that would actually take more than one full day, it sounds like. You'd have to go from like midnight to the next day at midnight or something. Oh, these people who did the full day got there at 8.30 on the second day, the same time we did, and they went until the next morning. I couldn't even imagine I, that. No, no, all. no, no. So we didn't do it that way. It, it was a really good price, actually. So the first day uh, was $35 a person. So we saw four movies for $35 each. That's not bad at all. No, you like can't beat that these days. How about concessions? Do they give you any breaks on that? So that we actually got a free Coke. Um, and Cool Springs, they've redone that entire theater. So you get free refills, and they have the touchscreen Cokes. Mm-hmm. So there's like cherry Dr. Pepper, uh, vanilla Dr. Pepper. Like it's all the touchscreen Coke things. It's so crazy. More options for drinks than you know movies but <laughs> yeah, i mean basically <laughs> but exciting things if you're going to be sitting there for four movies in a row <laughs> exciting things and free refills so we basically got a free coke yeah and as many times as we wanted um that's nice. about that's about all that's about it that's about all <laughs> they couldn't give you a popcorn bucket refill <laughs> no no none of that okay so the first day uh we went and 
saw. We went and saw Phantom Thread with Daniel Day-Lewis. It is his uh, last film before retirement. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, so that one was about a basically 1950s fashion house uh, in London. Um, it was a little bit uh, very just beautiful and pretty and boring the first hour. And then there was a twist uh, right on through. And then I was like, oh. And then... Um, so I was like, oh, all right, that one was okay. Caught you at the plot twist. <laughs> it got me at the plot twist. And then I, I like ended up liking it and thinking about it like a week later. And then I was like, oh, I actually kind of like liked that one. Would you see it again? I feel like that's a true test of any movie. Um, I feel like if it was on in the background while I was doing things, I would probably watch it. And I've been listening to the soundtrack while I've been working on and on and on. Uh, Johnny Greenwood from maybe Radiohead? Uh, composed it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and it's great. I didn't know that. So, soundtrack recommendation right there. Listen to it. It is really great. Um, next up uh, that first Saturday was Lady Bird. Highly, highly, highly recommend. I've just heard so much about that movie. I want to see it so bad. It's so good. It's about a, um, <clears throat> Saoirse Ronan. Uh, she plays a teenager. It's her senior year, um, uh, in 2002. Um, and she goes to a Catholic high school and it's just really charming and really witty and Greta Gerwig as the director. And it it was just great. I really related to it. My boyfriend, not so much. Um, I mean, he, you know, he wasn't a teenage girl back then. I don't know. He wasn't a teenage girl ever. Ever (laughs) at all. I mean, ever at all. Yeah. Uh, but I found it really charming and lovely, and Laurie Metcalf plays her mom, and it just the dynamic of their relationship was just really interesting. I loved it. It was great. Um, then we had Three Billboards. Um, this is a very interesting movie. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about it. Uh, let me just tell you this much. Uh, don't pop in this movie or play it on Netflix or whatever have you if you're uh, having a not great day because it'll make your day not great. Okay. Even more so. Good to know. Uh, it's just um, Francis McDormand. Uh, it, d- anyway, it just it's really interesting. The previews were pretty interesting, so it, I imagine it's not exactly your uplifting movie. But It's not an uplifting movie. It's kind of like some dark humor in there. Um, Frances McDormand kind of plays a, well, she, no, she really plays an anti-hero. Um, I feel like people have lots of opinions on it, so we saw that one. Um, and then Shape of Water. Boy, let me tell you what, did not like. You know... Honestly, even in the previews, like, they really talked a lot about it. But when I watched the previews, I was like, I don't want to see that. Uh, I'm, like, not into it. It's very, it's, like, a kind of fantasy fable, um, magical realism. I took away that it is fish porn. (laughs) Fish porn. You know, well, see, that's what I thought when I saw the previews, even. Honestly, it's, that was one that I was like, well, you know, had it been spun maybe differently, I'm usually into like more of a little sci-fi stuff and fantasy type movies. Um, but that was the preview did nothing for me. Yeah, it's kind of like some softcore fish porn. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> yeah, selling it well there. Did uh, it, yeah, I was about to say. Well, I'll save that question for later. I was about to ask, did it win anything? Because honestly, I'll, I did not watch the Oscars. I'll, but. T- I'll tell you in a bit. Okay. Um, I will say this: if you're a cat lover. 
close your eyes at a certain point oh, in the God, movie. No. I can't watch it then. There, if you watch the season two of Stranger Things, there's a very similar moment oh, that no. I saw coming, and I very quickly shut my eyes, and my boyfriend also saw it coming, and he also shut my eyes because I am a cat lover. Um, just a heads up there, cat lover friends. Oh, no. To, that, even just hearing that's enough for me to be like, nah, I don't need to watch it. <laughs> just a heads up. So that was day one. Um, so anyway, so it was really fun. We did get an hour in between um, the third and fourth movies. So we like ran over to Cool Springs Brewery and grabbed a quick drink and had time to like eat food. And we got these nifty passes that we got to wear. So we get to like come and go from the theater. Um, so it was like really, it was like really fun. That's cool. It, like, yeah, it was great. So we like girded our loins and prepared for the same thing for this past Saturday. Um, and... Um, How many movies was in Weekend 2? Weekend 2 was five. Oh, wow. So we knew it was going to be longer. Mm -hmm. And we had to get up even earlier because it was my boyfriend's grandfather's birthday. Um, So we, like, had to get up even earlier and go eat breakfast at Cracker Barrel, which was good. We, like, like, you know, got delicious breakfast in our stomach and, um, like, you know... Got got ourselves prepared. Prepared for the the long prepared movie for the marathon, and we technically could have skipped the first movie was Dunkirk, which we'd seen in IMAX, which it was it was made to be seen in IMAX, and then we we got we saw it again on DVD, so we could have technically skipped it, but we wanted to see it again in theaters. I mean, if it's a that good of a movie, it's kind of nice to get to see it again. Well, and we wanted to see it again in theaters. So this is um, Christopher Nolan. So, you know, Dark Knight trilogy, Inception. This is his first war movie. Um, So Dunkirk, you know, this is World War II when the Allied troops are, you know, have been forced by the Germans onto the beaches of France. And this is early in World War II when they, like, need to get back over to England. Um, And Christopher Nolan, he wrote and directed this movie. I'll say the previews for that movie actually they always looked really awesome, especially the first few that came out where it's like they had the they set the scene it was nice and calm and then all of a sudden bombs are dropping and I mean yes not giving away anything there you know what Dunkirk no I mean you know what (laughs) it's been called the miracle of Dunkirk and this one was it was really great to see an IMAX um, like really good Um, and it's like kind of three different stories are happening at once. And he did a great job telling the story. Um, highly recommend, like, if you can see it in the theater, if you did get to see it in the theater, like, great. But, like, even if you don't, it's still worth seeing just for the story. If you're a One Direction fan, Harry Styles makes his appearance. <laughs> it's a random plug. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I'm not a One Direction fan, but if you are, Harry Styles, I think, makes his, like, big major acting debut. Hey, I could see that. There's probably some people out there who definitely saw it because they're like, hey, Harry, Harry Styles <laughs> and um, uh, that other guy that, um, oh, I can't remember the other guy that was like in Inception, Tom Hardy, oh, and is also yeah. in the Dark Knight trilogy. So he like has a preference of certain actors. In he his does. Movies. And Tom Hardy's in there, but you don't even know it's, I'm not giving anything away. Tom Hardy's in there, but you don't even know it's Tom Hardy until like the end. Oh. Hmm. Uh, so what else did you see that? Weekend? Okay. Yes. Um, so Darkest Hour. This is another World War II movie. Um, kind of go. We saw it right after Dunkirk. Also, kind of goes along with it. Um, Gary Oldman plays Winston Churchill. Um, he's kind of elected right in, right at the start of World War II. So kind of talking about. It's kind of a period piece, talking about um, 
everything, the war room and all that stuff. So right there along with Dunkirk. Probably went well back to back. It, it really did. So I'm no doubt they planned it right along that way. Um, the next one was Call Me By Your Name. It was kind of like an indie um, piece based on, I think, I think a novel. Uh, it was an adapted screenplay, so it was based on a novel. Um, and that was kind of like a um, summer love type of thing. Um, Elio is with his parents at their Italian villa, so beautiful scenery. And he kind of has this summer romance with his father's grad student who was there, Oliver. And so it was just really charming and sweet at first, like this summer first love thing. Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of like a gut punch, gut wrench in the last 10 minutes. Oh. Yeah. So that, but that one was really like. I don't even think I've heard of that one. Yeah, no. It, it, I don't think it really has gotten much traction. Like, the, it's very indie, I think. Mm-hmm. And I like wouldn't have seen it or even heard of it, but not for this. Yeah. This Oscar thing. That's kind of cool. Yep. Um, and then we have The Post, another period piece. Steven Spielberg, Meryl Streep, Tom Hanks doing, all of them doing their thing. Meryl doing her thing. Tom Hanks doing their thing. Um, Washington Post, um, Vietnam Papers, all getting released in the 70s. Um, very timely, I think. Um, basically, the New York Times uh, releasing all these classified documents about the Vietnam War, getting shut down for it. The Washington Post ends up releasing all of this stuff um, and then getting uh, being like, you shouldn't do that. Um, and then they decide to release it anyway. It was just a really timely story, I think. Was it good? Uh, I felt like, I think on that one, I watched the preview for it, and I thought it looked like a, it would be a cool movie because it had such great actors and actresses in it. However, I felt like when I watched the preview that I pretty much had seen most of the movie. There wasn't like any, there wasn't going to be any new surprises, so it didn't like intrigue me to watch it in actuality because I felt like I had already seen most of it in the preview. Yeah, it was kind of a little, it was a little boring, at, especially in the beginning. There were certain por- parts where I was like, oh, this is like really exciting and really intriguing. But like I said, it was Meryl doing Meryl, Tom doing Tom. I feel like the story is very timely for current events. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just like a period piece. I was like, all right, like, mm-mm. That, yeah, it little, was. It wasn't my favorite. A little bit of history, but it, cinematic. It, exactly. Form. Like it's right. It's. I'm like, this is a really interesting, interesting story that needs to be told. But I wasn't like super impressed by anything, except they did show really cool parts about like how the newspaper was like made, like the typesetting and everything. And I was like, well, that's cool if you're like a really interested in that. But actually, that, that does sound kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, like that was really cool to be seen and everything. But other than that, I was like, you know. Um, okay, and then finally, we reach Get Out. Jordan Peele, uh, Keen Peele, I don't know if anybody knows that, uh, mm-hmm. but Keen, uh, Jordan Peele, he uh, wrote the screenplay, and he directed it, um, and this is, uh, it was a very, and a very original story. Did, have you seen, have, I meant to ask, did, have you seen any of these Actually, I've seen none of them. Okay. <laughs> none okay, of them. Okay, so I'm just I giving you the rundown. I feel like I've heard about, down. like, get, get Out before. Okay, yeah. So this has been out for a while. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this one, this has a little bit of a science fiction-y twist to it. 
Um, so Chris is the main character, and he is dating the, I can't even remember her character's name, but one of the girls from Girls. Mm-hmm. And she, they're basically going to visit her parents for the weekend. And uh, he's like, hi, have you told your parents that I'm black? And she's like, no, it's fine. It's going to be fine. They would have voted for Obama for a third term. And he's like, okay. Um, things are not fine. I don't want to give anything away because it's a, th- it's a thriller is the main thing. This is a thriller. Okay. I have heard all about this movie. I have not seen it yet, You've but I have it. heard about it. The only thing I think I thought that was like a little bit, it threw me off. Like it did kind of remind me of like an older movie that was based out of like a New Orleans type movie. I don't know. It, I don't know. It, the the, the storylines don't necessarily line up, but it kind of reminded me of something else when I heard about mm-hmm. it. But it did seem like something that I'm kind of interested in actually seeing. Okay, yeah. I think, uh, I last think I saw that it's on HBO. Yes, so I think so. maybe check it, check it out. It's a thriller. It was, like, really intriguing. Was it, like, nail-biting the whole time? There were certainly parts I, like, jumped in the theater. Mm-hmm. So go see it. Okay. So this was our whole, like, thing and it was really fun and they like even did trivia like beforehand and it was a fun time i was gonna say did someone MC this entire thing i feel like if you were just like in the theater all day the whole day like without anyone talking the the theater manager was like in and out somewhat i like to do trivia and he was like hi blah 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 like i'm doing some trivia questions they like gave away some prizes like some posters and stuff like that but like especially the second saturday was when that the all day thing was going on and so he was kind of frazzled and didn't really pay much attention to our like split stuff going on yeah so uh then we were just kind of all left alone to like wander in and out so. oh well yeah or else they probably hired like an mc to literally like come in and like pump up the crowd before every movie <laughs> i know well so for most of the movies though there was like 20 or 25 minutes between movies so it was just like and they started like on the dot there were no trailers or anything it was just like you had your little card, you saw when they started, and then you were there, and that was that. That's kind of neat, though, I guess, that they went into it like that. Because if you think of most movies, when you go to see them, like there's you a lot for like 15 or 20 minutes of commercials, mm-hmm. or not even commercials, like advertisements of some sort, and then the previews. Although that's part of my favorite thing about going to the movies, I'd imagine in that setting, it's probably like, gosh, just get to the movie already. I know. So that's probably cool that they do that. I know. I mean, although I do really like the previews. I like to know what's coming out and stuff. But for this, it was kind of like, all right, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? So, like, after every movie, though, I was, like, on Facebook being like, okay, this is what I thought of this one. Okay, this is what I thought of this one. I saw some of your posts about that. That's why I was like, oh, I'm so excited I get to ask her about this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so going back so to that, yeah. now that we've you've seen all of the Best Picture nominees. Yes. Then getting into your friend's Oscar party, did you go in with, like, thinking who's going to win? I feel like in any kind of award show, there's that moment of like, this is who I think is actually going to win because this is who you're going to vote on, but this is my favorite, you know? And sometimes they match up perfectly and sometimes they're like, not so much. And then there's like the, please, dear God, I hope this movie doesn't win. <laughs> so my friend does like a ballot thing where like we have to fill it out for all 24 awards. Whoa. There's 24 awards awarded. That's- so and you fill out an actual ballot. She throws some killer parties. I feel like yeah, next year, girl. Lindsay and I need to go. We need to cover I think this. So. <laughs> okay, so listen. So this year she did it even more fun. She had like a second page with fun things. So like, how many times is somebody gonna like trip up the stairs when they go to get their award? Oh gosh, that's so awesome. Does she do like a music version of this? Because if not, like 
I, I feel, mean, she should, right? Right? I mean, we've got the CMA Awards, we've got ACMs, and then the Grammys and the Billboard Awards, iHeartMusic. I mean, I would totally yeah. go to every single one of those. Yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, and this year was even more fun because there was money involved. Heck yeah. So, like, I was trying to be even more careful in my answers. Best picture, I, I was trying to be like, I don't know, but this is what I think. So, I thought by this time, three billboards was going to win. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's what's going to win. Because Frances McDormand, I was like, this is who's going to win Best Actress. No doubt in my mind. Like, mm-hmm. that's who's going to win. Or, you know, I was like, Shape of Water, I don't know. I don't want it to, I don't want the fish porn to win. Like, I just don't <laughs> want it to win. Don't let fish porn don't win. Don't let fish porn win. It's, girl, they really do have some sex in that movie. <laughs> God. I don't even want to watch it. But then at the same time, I'm like, this is just so weird. Like, just... There, look, Just, <laughs> look, there's a part in this movie when... It's fish porn. It's straight up fish porn. <laughs> a, yeah, I'm telling you. Okay. Anyway. Okay. So, so I was the, like, I don't I, want it to win. I don't want it to win because I don't think... It, it's some beautiful cinematography, but I don't want it to win. Bad storyline. <laughs> so I was like, it's not happening. No, I'm not voting for that one. Side note, like, is there ever that moment that crosses your mind that you're like, who thinks of this? Who wrote... Not only who wrote this movie... But who then thought, this movie's so great, I'm going to throw millions of dollars behind it, and we're going to produce this movie. And then the actors and actresses reading the scripts think, yeah, I really want to play that part where I'm going to do it with a fish. Like, who thinks of this stuff? I feel like it's like the upscale monster from the Black Lagoon. Except for when they get it on with humans. But that's, that's what I feel like it is. It's like Creature from the Black Lagoon, but like upscale. Yeah, apparently. I'm like, how did this happen? I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. I, don't I can't know. answer that. That's one I probably will never in my entire lifetime watch. I don't know. So I I put down three billboards is going to win. I don't want um, Shape of Water to win. And I would be perfectly happy if Lady Bird or Get Out won. Because they're just, Lady Bird, so charming, Get Out, so original. I'll be happy if those win. That's not what happened. Oh, gosh. What happened? That's not what happen the oscars were so predictable this year really no there were no upsets none 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 except three billboards did not win shape of water won best director and it won best picture seriously yeah girl fish porn fish porn won fish porn won fish porn won dang that still doesn't change my opinion on whether or not i'd want to see that that right there says they did something wrong Even that as a, like an award-winning best picture, I still don't want to go see it. <laughs> no, it no. Okay, so go on. But, so what else? Who else won? Oh yeah, no. Frances McDormand won Best Actress mm-hmm. for three billboards. Gary Oldman won Best Actor for playing Winston Churchill in Darkest Hour. Uh, Sam Rockwell won Supporting Actor for three billboards. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Allison Janney. One uh, supporting actress for I, Tanya, which I do want to see. That's about Tanya Harding, ice skating. Oh, I've actually, that actually does look good. I do yeah, I that. definitely want to see that. So I didn't get to see that. Uh, but do you know who else did win? Who won? Jess won $25 in the Oscar pool. Okay. <laughs> so you won. Okay, so win. what did you win in the Oscar pool? I won $25. But for what? Uh, for uh, knowing your stuff? For knowing my stuff, <laughs> for doing my homework. Doing your homework. Hey, you know what? That's. You know that that's awesome. It went back towards your movie fund. <laughs> I won that. So, so so that's the Oscars. Proud winning moment. Okay, tell me a little bit more about this like 
party though. The, yeah. So did she have like themed like if it's an overall Oscar theme, was it like all champagne and glitz? Oh or? yeah. Okay. Right. Right. So we had so much champagne. I mean, My kind of there party. was plenty of champagne to go around. <laughs> um, and so she made all these, we have all these delicious like snacks and stuff. Um, I always make dessert. Ooh, what'd you make this year? Um, I made mini red carpet, red velvet, champagne cupcakes. Oh my God. I love that you called it like red carpet, red velvet, champagne. Like it's like, sounds I'm, so luxurious. I mean, yes. Also, I want to eat all of that right now. <laughs> yes. Yes, I I'm did. like, three glasses of champagne in. Mmm, cupcakes sound great. <laughs> yeah, but they're many because, you know, you, you can, like, bite size and stuff. I mean, I mean, I imagine we're all trying to keep our Oscar figures at this point. I mean, <laughs> duh. Uh, duh. But, yes, I decided since it was the Oscars, I wanted to bake with champagne. Because we're going to drink champagne, well, we might as well eat some champagne, too. Naturally. Now, everyone, do you know why I picked this lady here to be my co-host while Lindsay is on maternity leave. Hi, everyone. This is why. That's why. She thinks with a champagne brain. That's right. So uh, I think we should probably post that recipe, maybe. Yeah, I think that recipe, do you have pictures of when you made them or anything? I I did. I I posted one on Instagram. I was hoping you actually would say no so that I could make you remake them. Well, we can still remake (laughs) them. We can still remake them. I'm gonna hold you to that. I got it on recording. So I, I almost I almost brought some with me, but the boyfriend ate the last ones. Darn that boyfriend. I know, I'm sorry. So talking about the Oscars a little bit more. Yeah, girl. Did you hear about the stolen Oscar? Like Frances McNorman losing yes. her best actress statue. Like how do you how do you lose that? And also what kind of person steals someone else's Oscar. Well, I did hear about it, and I, too, was like, uh, do you just, like, sit that down on the table, and you just leave that alone? What do you do? Um, and then I read a little bit more, and it's uh, it's this buddy that's, like, a serial award stealer. Seriously? Wow. Yeah, he just he just goes to things and steals people's awards. And I, the only reason that they caught him is because a photographer saw him, and he was like, that person did not win an award tonight. Um, that's kind of amazing, though. Way to go, photographers. Photographers often get a bad rap about just being yeah. paparazzi, so... Yeah, no. Good and, job on calling that crap out. And so he, f- <laughs> he followed him and saw him, and he didn't even know whose award it was. He just knew that that person did not win an award, and mm-hmm. followed him and got him and brought him back, and then they were like, well, hello, this is Francis McDormand's award. You know what? I'm glad they recovered it, because it sounds like this person has probably gotten away with it multiple times over. So, way to go for that photographer for, like, stepping up and being the hero over the night. For sure. Maybe they can make a movie about it, and it can be in the Best Picture category next year. I mean, they probably will. Like, why haven't they already, like, a serial award stealer? Yeah, right? Like, I mean, hello? There's, there could be, like, a whole series on that. I like, think so. what kind of person does that? That person's probably going to be, like, Instagram famous after this, because I saw that where he had a profile and, like... Took pictures with the awards, and he's got Ugh. pictures with all the celebrities. It's like, people like that, how do they get away with it for so long? Right, though? But honestly, after working in the entertainment industry, people can get away with stuff. Like, just walking in like you think you know what you're doing. That's nothing new. People uh, get away with things r- all the time. Probably as long as you look the part, you just, like, walk right on in, and there you go. And, unless you're in that ca- guy's case where, one, he got caught because he was being stupid with it and too flashy. You know, if you get overconfident... you. 
you're mm-hmm. you're asking to get caught at that point. Mm-hmm. But Mm-mm-mm. man, well, that's an awesome Oscars recap. Thanks for all of that. You're welcome. All right. Now it's time for Drink About It. All right. What are you drinking about this week, Jess? Well, Trina, I have lately had some car issues. Ooh. Yes, they seem to have all come all at once. I had a headlight out, and then I had a cylinder just kind of go out. At first, I thought it was my transmission. Ooh, real bad. Yeah, yeah, I mean. You're a listener of this podcast. You know about my transmission issues recently, so I I do. I, I, I drink to you and your car troubles because that is no fun. No, but I finally had my car returned, so I'm drinking about that. Well, cheers. What are you drinking about? Uh, my first drink about a moment is to our new diet. <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, you know, I just talked about this on like New Year's resolutions. I was like, I'm not doing any of that kind of stuff this year. I'm going to focus on like finishing projects and stuff. Well, well, sidetrack that, you know, new dieting plan anyways comes into play because my husband recently went and got his eyes checked. He got some new glasses. He's mm-hmm. looking pretty cute. Yeah. But he apparently saw some sort of like glaucoma in there. And he's fairly oh, young to yeah. be even in the risk category for a glaucoma. They said, you know, they caught it really, really early on. So, you know, he won't be going blind anytime soon by any means. But that with some diet changes and some lifestyle changes, it could still affect like the progression of it and how fast it affects him. So we're going to be giving up like a lot of, we're restricting our diets to a lot of sugars. Uh, Sorry, we're restricting our <laughs> diets not to a lot of sugars, but we're restricting a lot of sugars I mean, and salts in our diet. I mean, what kind of amazing world would it be where I could restrict my diet to just I, sugars? I mean, <laughs> all the gummy bears and champagne ever. And ever. Flame and Cheetos. So pretty much we're like in the, the range of like no overly processed foods, no high sodiums, no, not a lot of salt, not a lot of sugars. It's a lot of like meat and vegetables. And for someone like me, who's usually not a vegetable fan, mm. it's it's a bit of a change but i've actually done really well and i'm allowed my champagne um especially during the podcast so like honestly i think we should do the podcast every day right now but yes (laughs) i think so too but um in the meantime you know who knows it'll make me a little bit more healthier probably lose a little weight uh anything to support him and his uh efforts for good eyesight because i'm just saying i feel like i'm gonna age really well and he should see that (laughs) (laughs) So what else are you drinking about this week? Okay, well, uh, in case you haven't noticed throughout the podcast so far that I've hinted, uh, I'm a huge Nashville Predators fan. Go Preds. That's right. Um, And so uh, they are doing amazingly, spectacularly fantastic right now. Aren't they on like a 10-game winning streak or 9-game winning streak or Uh, something like that? I mean, I hope it's 10 after tomorrow's game. It's like, it's, they're doing so amazing they're doing so amazing so i'm a huge preds fan and so i'm a season ticket holder my boyfriend and i are so we were at tuesday's game when they did so good last night first of all was the return of fisherwood uh to the home ice yeah that is uh, mike fisher mr underwood Mm -hmm. uh he came out of retirement and played his first game on home ice 
which is great. Um, and we also got a, a nine-game winning streak. Dude, that's so awesome. It's so awesome. So that is our best winning streak in franchise history. Really? Yeah. What? That beats our um, eight-game win streak, which I think goes back to the 2005-2006 season. Oh, wow. So, that's like a long time ago. Yeah. So this wow. is a franchise record. And we're doing great. So last night was also Hard C2, Ryan Hartman, who we got um, from Chicago in the trade deadline. He made his Nashville debut last night, and he got a goal. So he got his first goal on Nashville ice last night as a Predator. Um, And it also was the first game uh, where David Poyle, our GM, was back. And he is now the winningest GM in NHL history. Whoa. I did not know about that. That's awesome. Yeah. So he got that um, stat on the road when we were just on our road trip. So it is a great, great time for the Predators. It's a great time to be a Predators fan right now. So I'm drinking to that. Cheers to the Preds. Mm-hmm. All right, so my next drink about it moment is about robot redemption. This is like Mm. a celebratory, cheers-worthy drink about it moment because in the past episode, I talked about how I had like robot failure. I bought a robot vacuum that I'd been wanting for so long that like wasn't even the right vacuum in the box, totally didn't work, had to return it. I bought the robot trash can that also just want 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 just failed and so both of those things got returned and then husband to the rescue this week he randomly like was driving down nolensville and decided to stop off at a couple pawn shops which he likes to do every once in a while and he found a roomba actually even better than that he did, it's not like he found one roomba he went to three different pawn shops because as soon as he saw one robot vacuum which he knew i was desperately wanting at one pawn shop he messaged me told me to research it look it up he went to the next one next door because on this strip of road there's like four or five different pawn shops he went to the next one there was a different brand he told me to look that one up and then they had another one that we ended up actually getting and it was a Roomba. It was for half off the asking price at the store brand new. He even waited in the store for them to charge it up so that he could test it out and make sure it worked great so I wouldn't get disappointed again. So this is like a drink about it moment to cheers to my husband for putting in all that effort. And then also because I finally got my robot vacuum. That's amazing. And also it works so well. The only thing that can make this entire experience so much better is if one of my cats will finally ride around on it. Oh, my God. You have to videotape. That's so hard. So, yeah. But, yay. yay. I'm excited. I finally got my robot vacuum. I'm so happy for you. Robot redemption. All right. Well, now time for listener submissions. Woot woot. So, the first one is from Stormy Weathers in Nashville. We got a lot from Nashville this week. Stormy Weathers is drinking to weather whiplash, going from sunny in 65 to snow flurries in March. You know Mm. what? Drinking right there with you, Stormy Weathers, because I'm ready for this weather whiplash to end and for it to be sunny and maybe not 65, maybe like a cool 70 Mm -hmm. and I'd be so happy. Me too. I want that to start like immediately. The snow flurries today were just too much for me. 
our next listener submission comes from M. Barry from Nashville. Uh, they say, cheers to all my unexpected free time. Well, cheers to, I, I'm going to cheers to all your unexpected free time too, M. Barry. Uh, spend that wisely. Okay, well, well, wow to that last submission. Um, Our last listener submission for today is from Jess from Nashville. Super excited I got asked to co-host a podcast about champagne this week. Wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Well, cheers to you. You've done a fantastic job on the podcast this week. Well, thanks. Um... Who knows? You might have to stick around for a little while. I can only imagine what you and Lindsay would talk about on this podcast. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure we'd come up with so many things. So many, so many, so many things. So many. (laughs) Now it's time for Champagne Trivia. So last time on Champagne Trivia, it was the three great varieties that can make up champagne. What are those? So, it is Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, and Pinot Meunier. Uh, that's, I'm not really sure if I pronounced that correctly. That's French that I did not take in high school. <laughs> is it Pinot Meunier? 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 Meunier, Meunier. Meunier. Like a Monet? <laughs> like a Monet, but Meunier. Meunier. Um, yes. So I'm guessing that's maybe how they got those different wine names and stuff, too, because I'm like Pinot Noir and Chardonnay right. obviously are mm-hmm. recognizable. Exactly. I didn't realize that those were actual grape names, too. Yeah. That's fascinating. Indeed. If I were asked to guess that, I would have failed miserably. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there you go. Well, what's our champagne trivia for next week? Okay, here it is. Ready? What is the average pressure in a bottle of champagne? And we're looking that for uh, in square inches. I'm assuming that'd probably be on a regular like 750 milliliter bottle too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Man, I don't even know if I'd have a guess on that right now. Like just thinking about the pressure of like popping the cork out. Mm-hmm. That's like crazy. I'd, I've never even thought about how much pressure is built up in the bottle, but clearly it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Right. Because sometimes you just like think about and the just the stream of champagne that like can shoot out with it. Right. It's just like a whoosh. Mm-hmm. Of champagne. That's, I'm curious to find that out. I don't know why you want to do that. You waste all that champagne. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> well, tune in next week and find out exactly how much pressure is in the champagne bottle. Submit your guesses online at thechampagneway.com and click on Champagne Trivia. You can submit your guesses in the comment section. What we may or may not talk about next week, St. Patrick's Day, whether or not I've given in and watched fish porn, and if I've scared Jess off, or if she's too busy watching the Preds to come back. Also, we may or may not take bets on how much sleep Lindsay is getting a night as a new mother, or how many bottles of champagne she's gone through already. Mm-hmm. We love you, Lindsay. Miss you. Hope you come back soon. Yay! Thanks for tuning in this week. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and Facebook and follow us at The Champagne Way. And be sure to check out our website at www.thechampagneway.com. 
A special thanks to Jess for helping us out on the Champagne Way this week. And as always, thanks to our wonderful producer, Marshall at The Second Sound. I'm going to take a sip of my drink real quick. Okay. <laughs> okay. Boom.